The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. There it is. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Syracuse had a chance. A 99-yard long shot, but a chance. Instead, Del Rio Wilson would be sacked for the sixth time of the afternoon, this time resulting in a safety, and Pitt's defense would seal the deal with a minute 35 left in the game. Um, now the Orange have dropped three in a row after winning six straight. So we'll talk about that. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback live in the Spotify Live app and on YouTube. So... Okay, without oh, by the way, and a little and a little teaser for basketball, I guess if you want to call it that. Some Lehigh's coming tomorrow. Seven o'clock. So um should be interesting, I suppose. Right, Joe? Should be really, really interesting. What are they? The the the, the wild hawks? Where are they? Mountain Mountain, Mo- mountain Hawks. Hawks, yes. Yep. The the old mountain hawks. Yeah, they're coming into the dome tomorrow at seven. We'll let you know what we think a little bit, a little bit. But first, before we do all of that, let's hear what Coach had to say following the game. Snaps in practice, and I'm just curious how much Schrader and Del Rio Wilson did split snaps and how much practice Carlos was able to get this week. He got it all. He got it all, like 100%? I already answered the question. How close was Schrader to being out there? Because he did warm up, and so... Can't give you that information because we got another game to play. And then just how would you rate kind of how Carlos performed against this pit defense? I'm not going to rate until I watch the tape. Coach, what's the DNA of the Pittsburgh defensive front? Did you guys struggle last year with the football, same thing this year? I don't think it's the DNA of the front at all. You know, we've had opportunities. We've played these guys a bunch of times. I think when you think back that we didn't start our left guard, Okay, Kalen Ellis did not play in the game along with the quarterback. We didn't get the runs out of the quarterback that we traditionally do. And based off of some of those things and the score, okay, it made us difficult to turn us into too much of a passing team and not of a balanced football team. What's so challenging about Pitt's offensive approach and running the ball so much play after play? How does that make it tough on the defense and your guys' offense? Uh, It's not so much tough. I think the biggest thing is you have to be able to get stops. When you look at it, I think they're almost 50% on third down, time of possession. I mean, they're snapping the ball with like one and two seconds left. They're coming out of the huddle with 10 and 12 seconds. So it makes it seem like they're just – they have the ball for an enormous amount of time. The thing is, you have to get the three and out so the play count doesn't get 
thrown off. And they had a lot more plays than us, which means they had a lot more opportunities to score points, and we had a less opportunity to score points. What went wrong in the running game? How many rushes did uh, Tucker have? Ten? Ten. For 24 yards. And for 24 yards? That's what went wrong in the running game. Okay? You, again, we had Kalen not in there. We had to move the offensive line around. We couldn't get enough push on their big guy. They got the NFL guy inside. We couldn't get to number seven, the linebacker, because he was protected by the three and the one technique, and he was running sideline to sidelines inside out making plays. How many tackles did he have? Double digit? He had linebacker at eight. Okay. Well, there you go. That was the issue. Coach, do you feel that there are positives to take away from this game, if any, on the top of your mind? I'd have to go back and watch the tape to see if there's any positives from this game. You know, once again, when you, t you don't prepare for the backups, and, uh, you know, Izzy's better than both of them, and he didn't play today. So that's advantage us, believe it or not. All right, Joe, a frustrated, if I've ever heard one, Dino Babers. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously not taking it well, as none of us did, because it was terrible. It was so bad that I didn't even have reactions, probably for the last maybe half, almost. I, I had no reactions, okay? Um <clears throat> Carlos gets all the snaps in practice. We knew that um, Schrader getting pulled in the last game was probably going to mean that um, Carlos Del Rio was going to start. Uh, no update with Schrader. Uh, obviously, he's not going to divulge any of that information. And uh, so we'll see at the uh, senior night in the Dome against FSU if he plays. Now, I don't have like a warm fuzzy about it. And part of that is Coach's reaction to this game, seeing what he knows what he might have to be dealing with in the next game. And that's just all speculation. But uh, if he knows, look, this is going to be longer than this week, let's see what we got at Pitt. And now we're going to face a now-ranked, 25th-ranked FSU team in the Dome. Syracuse falls out of the AP. Uh, FSU moves up to 25th, and um, they, they steal the thunder there coming into the Dome. And if Coach believes what he uh, sees is what we're going to be, he's going to have to work with, then that can explain some of that frustration. And, you know, you don't come too, too much farther from where what we saw against Pitt to, to next week, in my opinion. Joe, we didn't know Kalen Ellis was going to be out uh, left guard. Um, you know, no RPO game was proved, proved to be a little bit um, dicey as far as runs go. Um, but, you know, you look at time of possession discrepancies, 36-25 for Pitt to 23-15 for Syracuse. Um, just slowed the game way down. They did exactly what Notre Dame did with the offensive line and the tight ends. Uh, didn't get stops when we needed. There was plenty of opportunity. There was a lot of first downs where there was little to no yards gained and having them in second and longs throughout the whole entire game. And... Um, it forced Syracuse to be more unbalanced, like Coach said. You know, we saw Tucker's 10 rushes. It was 19 yards, not 24. That's what I've seen. Uh, one of those was seven yards, Joe. So nine rushes for nine of those rushes were for 12 yards. Yeah. And it just, it was stymied. The whole offense was stymied. And 
you know, I think that Gare Trader not being there, the 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 overthrows, the the lack of work with the first team receivers in Del Rio, obviously it's not the the communication and the um, you know the the field's just not there, right? For lack of better terms. So right. uh, yeah, well, that's I mean that's really what happens when um, you know you get some tape on a guy, and I know we've talked about it before. I don't know like when our fans are going to figure it out. But <laughs> we talk about people, it every year. Yes, every year. Um, you know, every year it seems like our starter starts to struggle, and really it's just because I mean obviously we get some injuries, and then you know we don't. We don't evolve as a team, and uh, then you see how teams start to, you know, slow us down. Then we play against some of the better quality, talented teams. We get beat up a little more. Then they then they completely expose us and give out the recipe to basically how to beat us to everybody else. And then for the rest of the year, everyone else tries to do it while we try to stay healthy. And um, We'll have a situation where our starting quarterback, you know, the fans, we might lose a couple fans, might get a little frustrated because obviously as the year goes along, other teams figure out different ways to beat you. So you got to switch stuff up and you, and you got to always change stuff up on the fly to make to, to make sure that you're successful. And then we'll have our backup come in. You know, DeVito won a game for us. You know, we've seen they've talked about him, about Mahoney. I've heard it. Culpepper. Uh, who's the other? Jacoby and Morgan, yeah. right? Oh, Col- he yeah. should start, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we've heard all that. And then after one or two starts, or usually it's after the, the first second start. second start. The second start, yeah. Well, usually it's the first start. It's not, you know, they'll come in during a game where the other team's not prepared. Well, true. And do yes, okay, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, and yes, then, yes. boom, first, second start, it just goes downhill because they're completely exposed. Um, there's a little bit of tape out there, and uh, yeah. And this was just an instant... Where it's obvious that, you know, the type of offense that we were used to running that was successful and that was getting better and everyone was kind of, you know, getting used to each other, getting continuity. Uh, you lose a lineman and you lose Garrett Schrader. And um, I mean, I just I don't think that Carlos Del Rio Wilson can run it the same way. So that changes everything. And that's one of the things when it comes to this RPO stuff is if you got the guys to run it, then it could be super hard to stop. But the problem is, is that you need everybody behind them to be able to run it because now if you get a situation where he gets hurt Carlos Del Rio Wilson comes in um you got to play a little bit differently uh the stuff that worked with Schrader isn't going to work with him and then obviously the rest of the team who's gotten used to Schrader and and their plays and what works now they have to all change and tweak too so that's it's unfortunate and to be perfectly honest with you too listening to Carlos Del Rio Wilson's um interview after the game um, he kind of sounded like he was expecting to be playing at least one more game in the future. Uh, okay, didn't pick up on that. But, um, yeah, it's just the way, uh, just coach's demeanor, just, it, it was just, it was, he was letting off some, some serious, like, frustration and negativity. I mean, if you just watch him, it was he was extremely frustrated. Uh, no. He he says he he can't you know he he wants to see the tape before he takes out positives and I understand in his position in that point in the day, right after the game like that, I would be the same. I would say the same damn thing. But obviously you got to look at Marlo Wax. Okay, uh, team high thirteen tackles. Jihad Carter with ten tackles. This dude comes up three games straight for uh, with picks. 
Okay, uh, backup Isaiah Johnson with a pick. Uh, no turnovers for the offense. So you got, you know, the the defense was held strong. I mean, if you told me that Pitt was only going to score 19 points, and and I don't, you know, I don't know who starts either Schrader or or Carlos Del Rio. I, I I'd say we win that game. And I would have never thought that the offense would be that inept. I, I just, I didn't see that coming. I gotta be honest, man. I didn't see that coming. Being that bad, first time this year, we've never gotten the end zone. There were seven drives in the second half. Um, th- three out of, I think it was five out of their last seven drives, were three and outs. So, that's huge. No touchdowns. Um, the the defense positives though. Back to the positives. Uh, two red zone interceptions. Right? Weren't they both in the red zone? So um, there's some positives to take away. Again, though, it comes down to the defense just doing their job for the most part. But we did take care of the ball. You know, Del Del Rio didn't make any like really boneheaded moves. Um, just the overthrows. Uh, there was something in the in the presser about some drops. I didn't. Uh, notice like a ton of drops or anything, but uh, the the overthrow the overthrows were were just you could just tell that they weren't on the same page, and there's there there's no continuity, um, unfortunately. So. Yeah, no. So I'm um, four out of their seven possessions uh, in the second half as well ended like with negative yards in that drive, like three plays, negative ten yards, and a punt. Okay. But Three yeah. plays, four yards, and a punt. Four the penalties plays, neg- again reared their head, too. Three plays, negative six yards, a punt. One play, negative one yard safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah well. no, I mean, we saw that. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think that this, I mean, you got to give a little bit of this to the coaching staff, too, right? I mean, there was yeah, mistakes that were made fair. on that safety. We should have ran the ball. I mean, what do you think? I mean, don't you, don't you run that? The dude's been getting... Pressured all day. He's been he's been making bad reads. He's having a hard time getting rid of the ball. He's not really exactly on target. You're at the goal line. You got Sean Tucker. I mean, I feel like you run that ball. I know, but I just think I feel like I I understand it. I do, Joe. I do. I understand it. I understand why they didn't. It didn't surprise me, but it also didn't surprise me that it ended in a safety. And that was it. And I didn't think they were going to go 99 yards and no, get a two-point conversion either. So, it's, it's, I mean, it's whatever. But That was a complete mis- mishap anyway. And I just think that, I think that um, you know, changing up the line was a little bit. I mean, you saw what it was. I mean, I mean Cruz got moved to the right tackle because obviously they moved Dakota Davis to left guard. And Cruz was on that play next to Mahar, the tight end, you know, second-year tight end against a complete animal of a man on the damn – Pittsburgh defensive line and Cruz didn't even help as a tackle. I don't even think he actually touched somebody on that play while that defensive end just drove that tight end back. So um, the offense, the offensive line played awful. Oh, it was um, terrible. Yeah. And uh, that really didn't give anybody a chance to really be successful. But I think that there's sometimes there's some play calling stuff for that too. I think that there's some things that you can do <clears throat> to get some short passes. D- yeah. Dink and dunk. Time, timing things and, and, and change the way that you want to get the ball to, to Tucker. But um, yeah, I mean, overall just for the heads up to the defense kept us in the game, you know, really, you know, next man up, Ben don't break. The mob is, is just killing it this year. And um, they're keeping us in every game. You know, they kept us in the game yesterday. 
and it's, you know, speaking of the mob, you know those three that make the uh, the mob podcast there. Yeah, they uh they all led they all led the uh, the teams in tackles. Marlo Wax with thirteen, Jahad Carter with ten, Caleb with eight. Um, Caleb also had a sack, and there was uh, Marlo Wax had, had three quarterback o- hurries and a ta- tackle for loss. The only Jahad. sack, the only sack. Yep. And we should have had more. Oh, my gosh. There were so many close ones, man. right there. Yes, Uh, missed one big time. And that would have been a – that was like freaking – that would have been a huge loss. There there was a lot of things that went Pitt's way on offense as far as that goes, Joe, as far as kind of – you don't want to say getting lucky, but just getting out of some bad spots. And that's what just mounted the frustration. And, you know, you go back-to-back on the same type of offensive scheme, you know, Clemson did what they did, but then what Notre Dame did was almost mirrored by Pitt, and um, it works. It works with you know whoever they're running. And you heard Coach talk about a Banacanda, and he was out. And um, that's a good you know, thing. That's a good thing. Obviously, you know, not for him. Hope he's all right and all that. But I'm sure he is. But as far as Syracuse goes, you feel like you have an edge in there, and it didn't matter. You know, it it didn't matter. It, it they were going to do what they were going to do. They stuck to the same game plan, and um, it worked. So that says a lot, and it's a little, it's a that's a little it's a little frustrating. I mean, it wore, I mean, that type. The thing is, is that type of defensive display, like that, it was good enough to win games. It should win games. You held them to basically seventeen points because I'm not giving that safety to the defense. So at the end of the day, if you can't score over 17 points of an offense, then it doesn't matter how good your defense is. So, no, I hear you. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. So uh, it just sucks overall because I mean it, they're they're giving it their their all. You know that defense is out there for so many more. But would they have 24 more plays? I don't know. I just know the time time discrepancy was was quite a bit. It's about the same as last week. 36 and 45 so they were like 37 minutes last week it was 37 38 for notre dame so yeah i mean overall it's just you know I, again I, this is this was what i was worried about too many times in the seasons like obviously not seasons that have started six and oh but too many times where we've been competitive and it looked like we were moving to ready for a you know heading to a bowl game at least and then like i said a quarterback gets hurt um and you need to to find your offense in the middle of the season, um, you know, or you start losing some guys in, in the trenches or some starters, and then you can't really just, you know, you can't just replace them. And then our depth goes down, and then by the end of the year, pretty much we're, we're hurting, we're walking wounded, and um, don't have much depth, and teams have figured out how to beat us. And like I said, I was I was worried about it, the November bug and, and how that was going, and um, – Again, we're locked into that bowl. So either way, you know. I I, I hear you. For for I know that's not what fans want to no. hear. Well, it's not. We I just don't think it's this, enough. Right? It's striving for mediocrity. What what bowl are we gonna get? The. I Yo, mean, dude. It, like I, I know. Said, it, at the end of the day, we can't sit here and we can't say from the beginning of the game of the beginning of the season. Oh, we need to get a bowl game. Oh, bowl game, and Dino's, you know, Dino's gone unless he gets a bowl game. Oh, this is that. All of a sudden, what we're going to start complaining about what bowl game we're going to be in, and then people are going to make fun of the fact that we're in a six and six, we're six and six and in some crap bowl game against another six and six team. I mean, uh, I'm, beginning I'm, of the season, I'm, I'm fine with, with it. That. I'm fine with it because I don't set my expectations to college football playoff level. 
uh, you know, and I realized the circumstance that Syracuse is in. Now, if they got, they have all the guys that they started the season with, and this is where we're at. We're talking. That's totally different. But it, that's not the case. So I don't know how you get guys to stay in and stay healthy. But boy, if you could figure that one out, I think we'd be in pretty damn good shape. But that's not the case. <laughs> so it is what it is. It's circumstantial, man. Just like everything to do with sports. It feels like it's piling on, though. Every freaking game, man. That's the frustrating part for me. Is like, okay, who's next? You know, what, what, what's, what's, who's going to be out next week? You know, how long is Kalen Ellis going to be out? We don't get, any, you know, it's because it's kids in school, we don't get any freaking information. We don't know what the hell is going on. We got to wait all week and see what's going on. It's hard for me to make my picks. What the hell? So, no one cares about your picks, man. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, you know, it's just frustrating. And I hate Pitt. I freaking hate Pitt. I've hated Pitt since I was a kid. I, I just, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's one of those teams you want to beat, man. And we're better than Pitt. We're better than Pitt. We weren't yesterday. Their pit is not good. We were yesterday. We were worse than Pitt. That sucks. Pitt's not good. How come every time we got to play Pitt and they suck, we lose against them somehow? I don't think they suck. They're not. They're not good. I don't think Pitt is good. Last year, right? But no, not even close. If they had a Bonaconda, and you know, I mean, I don't know if we win even if we have Schrader. That I I could be wrong. Well, we'll never know, so it doesn't matter. Um, okay. Pretty much. Before we go, before we go ahead and get to fan feedback, which is up next, Lehigh is coming into the dome. So, what what is there to know about Lehigh? Well, I don't know. That's why Joe's here. Uh, I do know that they're returning thirteen players. Okay, they've got a, a senior guard, Evan Taylor. Uh, he led pretty much every category for their team last year. 13 points a game, five, uh, just call it eight, six rebounds a game. Uh, he had 26 steals for the year, 31 blocks. Um, those were all team highs. Then you've got a couple more. You've got like, so this is really guard heavy last year in the return of 13 players. So, and I don't know who's out or lost, but um, Reed Fenton, Jake Betlow. Okay. Uh, there's some decent three point shooters. Higgins. He's another good three-point shooter. I think he finished second on the team last year in, in three-point percentage. And uh, I think they, they were using uh, – they had a they, – they used forwards in the center spot. So they only had like one forward listed last year. And I'm, uh, he's, he was a senior. He's gone. So they have this other guy. Man, he would have a weird name. I don't know. Adissa? I don't know. So it's, he's a freshman. Here's what you need to know. He's from he's from Cameroon, okay? Uh, he, he's 6'11", 240 pounds. So, uh, you know, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. So, he is uh, a big boy. Uh, you know, doesn't mean I think it's going to be uh, a ton of trouble. I mean, it's Lehigh, you know? I mean, look, it's a, it's a game for Syracuse to, to, to get, their, get their sea legs under them and and get started on the year. We deal with this all the time. It's going to start slow. Syracuse is going to look like crap. Then they're going to start to gather their stuff together. It's really difficult to to say what this team's going to be like. Both the both the exhibition games that were played were both on a Tuesday. We were doing the show. I was half watching the game, half half doing the show, uh, which I always just half do the show because, you know, why put everything into it, you know? Strive for mediocrity. That's my motto here at the Q's Militia. 
So uh, I was half doing the show, half watching the games. Really hard to see really what was going on. Uh, but we know we've got some young talent, and it is talent. <coughs> we are talented, but it is young. So uh, it's going to take some time. It's going to be frustrating to to watch, I think, to start. But I do believe Coach, when he talks about the talent that he's got, and I think that um, you know I'm just going to keep my powder dry on most of this stuff until we until we get rolling. As far as as far as the schedule goes, okay, we're in full. So the overlap is official. This is a Lehigh preview. We are going to get into um, we are we are going to be full throttle basketball and football um, for the next few weeks, and at least there's content. At least there's things to talk about. So, Joe, uh, how do you see how, how do you see Lehigh? Uh, well, I mean, they're a young team. They um, they just actually recently named their uh, their captains uh, senior. Guard six six Evan Taylor, who pretty much I know you hit up on him a little bit, but he he led multiple categories for Lehigh last year, and then um, Reed Fenton also was uh, was named the other uh, captain. So that's their cap. This two guard other situation. Um, but yes, they do go usually four guards deep. Uh, Keith Higgins Jr., who is another guy that you also mentioned, along with um, uh, Tyler Whitney Sydney. Yeah. Those two both made the all rookie team for their um, for their leagues last year for the Patriot leagues. Those guys are sophomores that are coming back. Um, so you know they're deep at the guard position, and Evan Taylor, I'm sure, is the guy that's the the six six power forward fourth guard, right? Um, and I know that they have um, guys like J T Tan, who's six eight center, um, like you said, you know, or Dominic Perline, six nine forward. Those guys are the guys that are going to be in there as centers. And then, obviously, I don't know what to think about this uh, Henry Adiasa, um, who's a big boy. So He's a big boy. Right? And they, also got, they also got another Tommy Conniff, another center, 6'11", 235 from Summit, New Jersey. So two, two freshman big guys. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how they're going to come together, but I know last year, they struggled in their non-conference. I only think they won one non-conference game. Then they got into Patriot League play, um, got better as the season went on, ended up in fourth place. And I just, I think they lost by like 20 to Colgate in the uh, conference tournament um, semifinals. And we all know that Colgate was a pretty solid Patriot League team um, last year. So, uh, you know, they do bring back some guys, some guards that, you know, could make – you know, life not easy for some of the younger guards, but because, you know, our older guys and our better guys like Mintz and Gerard and, um, and Torrance, um, are older and experienced and Judah Mintz is the best player on our team. Like I'm, I'm kind of okay with that, but what we need is we need our bigger guys. You know, Jesse Edwards should be a monster tomorrow. Um, he got to stay out of foul trouble. Um, Benny Williams, there shouldn't be a guy that, should be able to physically guard him. And if they go big and bring in some of the other guys, um, then, you know, we just use our athleticism and length and play defense. That's really the main thing is play defense. Um, then we should be able to win this. How, how pretty and how pretty our I, offense I, looks. I, yeah. I don't know. I just but, don't think it's going to be pretty, but that's okay. That's, that's, that's Syracuse basketball to start the year. That's how we do it. You know, non-conference it, is tough because these guys are coming in, Early in the year, catching these, you know, more highly talented teams, 
um, earlier on in the season. And, you know, you got teams like Syracuse who they're working to get better. They want to win every game, obviously, but they're working to get better. And they have a season goal of like, hey, you know, we got to get into the tournament. We got guys, teams like Lehigh, they're like, you know, let's just go all out. Like, this is our national championship. You go through these non-conference games to try to get some of these these wins but at the end of the day they don't they just got to get better for their conference as well so they come out here with literally absolutely absolutely no pressure whatsoever against these other teams because teams like this you know you're like lehigh hey Oops. let's go give syracuse an l let's be the reason why they don't get their name called on sunday right right so that's how these teams come out and also i have a question so chris bell yeah he, yeah when did it go from bunch to bell? Yeah, I'm sorry because I'm sorry because I knew about it too. I knew about it in the last show, and and he legally changed his name. So I don't, cool. I don't, I mean, well, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We don't know I, the circumstances. But I could guess, but I would be, I would be mm, guessing. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Right, right. Because that, then we'll be guessing about somebody's personal. It's, life. it's obviously so personal, even, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I don't know. I don't know um, exactly. I, I just didn't know if there was there. a story or something that came. I mean, I'm assuming that at some I point someone might come out. But just for saw right now. I, the I'm only gonna, thing I saw was stating that he was legally changing his name from Chris Bunch to Chris Bell. Okay. And that Bell was his mom's maiden name, I believe. Okay. That's what was in the story. Okay. Uh, so. Okay, well, we we are not going to do picks. We're not going to do picks for for basketball until we get into conference play. So, first conference game is December third against against uh, Notre Dame. Then we're going to play Oakland, Georgetown, Monmouth, and Cornell, and that's going to wrap that up. And then we're going to go on December twentieth. We're going to go full bore into ACC play. So we'll we'll do our picks like we normally do, but that's going to that's going to um, start with Notre Dame on December 3rd. So, all right, that's it for that. It's back to Pitt. It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. Win or lose, no matter how bad, no matter how good, I ask for your thoughts on said game. And we talk about him here. Okay? Look, I know it wasn't the best game. And fan feedback's getting a little depressing. But we shall push through. And we'll see. I know it's early. It's kind of early in the... Well, it's mid-afternoon. Might get some people in the, in the Spotify Live green room. We'll see. But, uh, alright, Joe, let's go ahead and we will start with... Yeah, they got to be getting negative. Twitter, yeah. They're getting worse. Um, they're getting worse. You know, it'll it really shows up when you start. There he is. There he is. One day I'll get that. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, it really starts to show up when we do picks, like you know, final final score predictions. So you know, it's bad when. When you see the negativity there, and we haven't seen that yet, but get ready. So, <laughs> so buckle up, buckle up, Buttercup. All right, let's start with let's start with at Sean Jacob Bean. 
We outsmarted ourselves. On third and goal with less than a yard, just run up the gut or QB sneak. That's just one example. I liked what I saw from Del Rio Wilson, but he's not ready to take over this year. Uh, I really, I look, I like some, I don't know what I really liked. I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't like much of anything he did yesterday. There was a couple nice passes, and there, there he dropped a couple nice dimes in there and uh one one was one was looking like it could have been a the start of a comeback but at the end of the day i wasn't that impressed that's just me i don't think no no i mean again i hate it for him that he had to have that type of game because uh he really didn't have a lot of time whatsoever um he did not he did not that offensive line wasn't prepared um, we had more more time against Notre Dame. He had more time against Notre Dame, and maybe it's because Pitt had time to game plan and, and really just pin their ears back and, and go after him and go after the young guy, mm-hmm. hope that he doesn't be able to make the mistakes, test his uh, you know escapability, so to speak. And yeah. I think we learned yesterday that it's not as good as Garrett's. Um, and it just got to a point, really, where it almost started looking like DeVito. Like, yeah, with well, the, it was like uh, he was more worried about the, the guys coming in, and then Pitt's, Pitt's D line was good. They had a guy that was out for the first half because of targeting an NFL guy, um, and he came back. You know, I, I always we always mentioned, you know, for Servasia Dennis, you know, he's always got a chip on his shoulder when they play against uh, Syracuse because of you know he's from CBA and all that. So uh, that defense was coming for him, and they were gonna um, make his day tough. Um, and he can say anything he wants about he was ready or he was this or he was that. It did not look like an offensive line or a quarterback that was ready to handle that defense. Not at all. At Tim Abbott, 44, told some of my coworkers a while ago, 6-6 six and six is great, but I'm fully ready for this team to finish 6-6. Six and six. They have gotten so hard to watch. Defense has just smoked in. Offense has lost, lost it as of late. Um. Yeah, as of late, they have. But there's a reason for the offense, though. Um, and the defense, I think, is holding strong. I understand the point. I really do. And like we said on the front end of this whole thing, you know, we're not, I'm not real confident that Garrett Trader comes back for FSU. And so then you got to, then you got to wonder, is this, you know, if he doesn't, now you're starting to wonder, okay, is this, is this long term? I think if it was going to be extremely long term, as in season ending, which I just don't see that because he played with the injury, yeah. um, uh, you know, any more than just FSU, though, would have to be, um, you know, would make you a little bit nervous to, to finish off the year, in my opinion, which would suck. But uh, let's see, our boy. Captain Patrick. At Oil Cuse. This game was hard to watch. He concurs with uh, Tim up there. Um, let's see. The offense forgot how to block. The defense was better than I expected. Marlo Wax was great. Hats off to Kevon Darton. He's a freaking animal. Uh, the only way to stop him is by holding him. Yeah, he's a pit bull, man. They call him the junkyard dog. I mean, I, I from the moment I saw him play, man, he just reminded me of a, of a pit bull. Just a just someone that just a powerhouse. He had so many good plays. How about that play lad yesterday where he went out and guarded the running back? Yeah. (laughs) That was unbelievable. And he did. I think he did get held a couple times yesterday too. Oh yeah, he did. And there was an egregious one that they didn't call on, uh, 
I think Jihad sp- Carter. Yeah, yeah. I keep wanting to say it was Sparrow. Yes, it was Jihad Carter. He got his arm, grabbed his arm, and spun around like he literally yeah, spun around. Grabbed his shoulder pad. He was, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was just. It was totally like blatant, and uh, it was not called, which is completely frustrating. Right in front of the ref. It was. Yeah. It was. But you, you, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that the refs are going to call a game for Pitt, though. But you know, whatever. Uh, all right, at No Blanchard forty four, I think they hate Pitt too. I uh, hope everyone calling for DRW is, to start is happy. That being said, I hope Schrader is ready to go next week against Florida State. Defense played very well, and hopefully we don't lose anyone for FSU. Uh, let's pack the dome next week and give the seniors and NFL guys a good send off. Yes. So where where do you think we're at? First of all, um. You, you touched on this, Joe, but we heard a lot of rumblings. You know, oh, there's a quarterback controversy and, you know, things like ridiculous things like that, right? And, you, you, you know, we address them little by little. But, I mean, like you said, it's every year. Anytime this happens, it is a quarterback controversy and they are calling for the guy who is not the starter to start. It's not good. He's not ready. And we can only hope that Schrader comes back next week, which I don't know. But... The second part of this, in packing the dome, it, <laughs> this is where I think we see the die-off. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, there's only this, one more home game, so... There's only one more home game. It's senior night. It's usually a good time. Shouldn't they're gonna be a do die-off. The, they're going to do, do the walk-around. It is FSU, so it is, a, it is, it is to say the least, a, a good opportunity for Syracuse to play another ranked team. So... Another ranked team at the Dome. This is probably Sean Tucker's last game in the Dome. And, you know, uh, this, could be a, this could be a game that gets us back in, in the rankings. Going out to, to Wake Forest, if we can pull off this W, you don't know. Yeah. Um, but you, we need to do whatever. I don't know what last what this past game was, though. Especially when you listen to Dino's his presser, and he was talking about how <clears throat> Del Rio Wilson got all the first yeah, first right. string snaps this week. 100% of it, yeah. So, I mean, was it that he got all the snaps, but they didn't, like, change the game plan, the scheme, change up some plays that could help him out a little bit better? Because um, it was tough. It was like they tried to do the RPO stuff, and that didn't work. And he started, um, like, the passes. They were, like, they were like, I don't know. They were, they were deep balls every single time. There was no short things. Um, like what you alluded to was, you know, some there were some pl- some people that were open in some windows. They did this, the scramble drill, and you know, there's a couple guys that did what they were supposed to do, and he missed them. So um, obviously, he's got his accuracy and his stuff like that. He has to work with. He's got a strong arm. Um, he's got a strong arm, but you can't just throw a freaking. I understand. Two, two, I'm saying time. like the tools are there. He's just not molded. He just, he just doesn't have enough reps. He's not molded. He's he doesn't his, his guys aren't used to him. There's obvious things going on with um, you know the snap counts and how he was calling the snaps yesterday because we had a bunch of false starts. So yeah, you know it's going to take the offense a little bit of time to get used to this guy, and and that's probably goes with the coaches too because now the, our coaches got a whole game of like okay we thought that he was going to be able to do all this that Schrader could do and he couldn't. So now we gotta we gotta figure out. You got to be able to run plays that that can be positive plays. Now, like we said, four drives they had in the second half where they had negative negative yards. Yeah, and, and four out of seven, and then five out of seven 
were three and outs. So that's bad. Well, five out of seven were th- – well, one was a missed field goal after a turnover. Um, and then we had a f- – we made a field goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we got safety, and then all the other ones were pretty much three and outs. Yeah, so – um, all right, let's see. Add C.L. Burke on Twitter. Well, Del Rio is not our future in play call in the play calling, and not using one of the best backs in college football is just more crazy. Too many mistakes against Clemson and Notre Dame and Pitt. Um, Clemson, wait, hold on, I'll get this right eventually. Too many mistakes against Clemson, but <laughs> Notre Dame and Pitt were games we should have won. Uh, look, I don't know about I don't know about Notre Dame because I feel like it just was handled. I really do. But Pitt is a game we should have won. If if is if if some butts were candy nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. I mean, it's just knowing who Pitt is and knowing who I think we are. I feel like we're a better team. Just it wasn't yesterday. And you know, you got Kalen Ellis out. You got Schrader out. And um, it just was bad. Yeah. Well, and it really, and I just hope that the team stays together because, you know, you, you listen to the Mob podcast and you see that the way that the defense is and how Mikel Jones handles himself and how all these guys, these young players, are coming up and they're just, you know, making plays and just filling in, bending, not breaking. Um, you know, I feel for those guys. You know, it's a team effort, but the offense isn't living up to their side. They're mm-hmm. not holding their end yeah. of the couch up, and. That's got to be um, it's got to be frustrating, and That's, I just hope that it's frustrating. But it's 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 got to be a situation where you you know, like you said, if it becomes frustrating to that sense, and it's like, well, we're doing our part. Why aren't you doing yours? That's how a team starts to exactly. go backwards. <laughs> yep. And then on top of that, too, you can't have you want to be able to have a ball hawking mentality, right? <clears throat> but you can't have that mentality of every time we get a turnover, we got to try to score this or. Instead of wrapping up and, and stopping their legs, we got to go for the ball every time. We got to get turnovers because now we got to do more to help the, the offense. We got to score points. We have to get more turnovers to help our offense to put them in better positions, right? And then that's when you, you know, make mistakes. You, you go for the ball when you probably shouldn't have. And now you missed a tackle and they run for a touchdown, right? And stuff like that. So. Um, they just have to do their job. They just have to worry about doing their job and keep up what you're doing because the defense is keeping them in games. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. The defense is keeping as hard as that game was to watch. We still had a situation where we had the ball at the end of the game down eight points with a chance to go in and tie. Now people's, um, you know, your, uh, how much you thought that was actually going to happen and the confidence of that happening in your head. Well, that's the confidence story. was, was, but was low, day, but all it, all it took was last play Virginia Tech last year. Yeah. You, you just never know. Yeah. Uh, at our files 90, the coaches failed this team today. Seemed like terrible preparation and adjustments on the offense. CDRW. It just doesn't roll off my tongue well, guys. Just couldn't get it together and showed us why he is the backup. Also, why is the O-line on this list for a national award? Uh, Well, to be honest with you, I didn't know they were. But, um, yes, I uh, I think some of the blame can go to the coaches. But like we always say, you know, 
coaches don't execute, but the preparation, I think, was uh, just seemed very pedestrian. This, the whole approach, I feel like they did give up on the run a little bit. I don't think it would have mattered too much. I mean, you look at Tucker was completely shut down against this team last year. So Narduzzi is, is, is got it figured out. He's got Tucker figured out. And you take Tucker out of it, now you're relying on Garrett Schrader's legs or you know, maybe some, some, you know, some opportunities with the RPO. But passing out of the backfield to Tucker, like you mentioned, I think was, was forgotten. And you know, They did it with, one play. They did it one play. He got like six, seven yards, and the announcers even mentioned that that was what North Carolina was doing the week before that was hurting Pittsburgh, that was working against them the whole time. And we did it like the first drive, and then we didn't do it again. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It seemed like a lot of things went away once the the, the run game couldn't couldn't go. And you know, I mean, maybe that's part of coaches coaches issues. You know, I saw someone say something. Um, I don't I don't think they were calling for like a, like a offensive coordinator change, but. Maybe they were, because I was like, no, no, that's not where I'm at. I'm not there. I'm not with. I'm not with firing Robert and I. And sometimes you just get to some of that kind of talk where it's just you know, just keep your powder dry. It's not time to jump off a ledge. We're six and three. I understand the frustration, especially looking ahead at the schedule, having Florida State and Wake Forest back to back, and then you know, hopefully getting a win against Boston College. At least that's the mentality now. That's not what I'm saying. But that's that's kind of the mentality, I'm just, right? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, though, like anybody that's asked, that's calling out the coach, like if there was blame to be placed at anybody's feet, then that's where I blame it. That's where I place it this that's, this week. The way I um, see it is the way I see it. I mean, right? That's what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not. Well, yeah, because <laughs> okay. So you lose Schrader last week. And you are starting a backup quarterback. And the two other players that are still there that are part of your three-headed monster that Schrader was part of, Sean Tucker and Aranda Gatson, get the ball less. Aranda, yes. Well, that's a good point. But Aranda Gatson, uh, only game this year where he didn't have a catch. I thought he got one late. I don't think he did, dude. Did he? I mean, No, he's <laughs> not. I don't see him on here. Well, that's just awful if that's the he case. He was targeted. He was targeted five times, and he did not have a reception. No. Yeah. So no one had more than two catches. So again, um, I just I don't I don't understand. Like, you go to the Clemson game and everyone's like, "Yo, why did Sean Tucker only run the ball? What it was five times." No, it was ten times. But dude, he had ten times for nineteen yards. One of those. No, runs... I'm talking about Clemson. Oh, oh, Clemson. Um, Clemson or Notre Dame. Clemson. Uh, Clemson was... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, he... Yeah, five times for 54 yards. Five times for 54 yards, and everyone was saying, oh, why didn't you get the ball to Tucker more? Why didn't you get the ball to Tucker more? Um, so then we turn around and we give it to him, what, 16 times in Notre Against Dame? Against Notre Dame? Yeah, I think and so. And it was around the 16, same yardage. 16 for 60. And so then you lose Schrader, and then Tucker only has... He goes back down to, what, 10, 12? 10. And then around it doesn't get a catch. Like, how do you you lose your quarterback and then your main guys get the ball less? I mean, to me, that's coaching. 
Yeah, it's it's like almost like a confusion, you know, like uh, like fr- like like frazzled by the whole thing. Like you don't know what to do. It's what it felt like yesterday. Like you don't know what to do. Like I mean, it felt like the coaches thought that Del Rio Wilson could run the same offense that Schrader could. <clears throat> And I just think that that it's an obviously that answer is no. Oh yeah, I don't. I, Can yeah. they do similar? Yeah, but there's not the same things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David in the uh, in the green room, he says, "Pack the dome for Lehigh tomorrow. Two dollar tickets in the three hundred level." There you go. Wow. There we go. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, do we get any comments yet about the? About the um, is basketball starting yet? Uh, you know, I don't know because I have not, I have not really delved into much of the comments. I did a little bit last night, uh, so, but, you know, I didn't go through them all. I'm actually looking at them as you talk. Here's one, at biggest Q's fan, uh, Q's has no offense. When they don't have Schrader's legs, the coaches were unable to make any adjustments. The under, this is to your point. The undersized uh, D was great, and Marla Wax was out of this world. That's about it. At I'm just going James F. Sorry, J E F. Redenberg, 44. Uh, two tickets to Florida State for sale, real cheap. Mm. Oh, Syracuse Waterboy, uh, our buddy uh, Tony Aunt Anthony, Syracuse Waterboy says something totally inappropriate. We're not even going to talk about it. Uh, at uh, Cheatin Rack Rack Rackatin I think. Uh, see, sorry, man. You know names come here to die. I mean, you, it's, I almost feel like I'm being set up at this point. It's not. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Okay, I can't you, laugh. You can laugh, but it's not funny. It's, it's, it's not funny. It's not. It's, really, it's not funny. Thank you, Coach. For fuck's sake, Coach has got your back. Coach has got my back. No one else does. Coach does. I'm still gonna laugh. Uh CDR, CDRW. I held on to the ball too long. Defense did its job. Wilson missed a wide open Gadsden. Yeah, I saw that probably I think more than once, but I can't be sure. Uh, not sure why Carlos didn't get benched. We needed this game. Well, I just don't think we're we're going. That's a rabbit hole. That's a rabbit hole that uh, we're not going to go down. Okay, okay, because that's not how we do it. <laughs> Who's coming in? <laughs> Who's coming in? We're gonna let's put in let's put in Max von Marburg. Okay. What the hell? Kobe and Morgan. Give him a run. Give him a Dan run. Valari, he's been playing receiver, but he's going to come in and save the day. Yeah. Uh, look, it's just, it's just is what it is, man. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, it sucks. It's pit, which makes it suck more. And their fans are so loathsome, man. That whole thing is loathsome. It's so bad. It's so irritating. I got a pit fan at work, too. Imagine that. It's going to... Suck! It's gonna suck so bad. It's gonna suck so bad. Tomorrow's gonna hey, suck. In one ear and out the other. I, that's what I'm gonna have to do. Ignore him. It's I'm, fine. I know. That's what I'm gonna have to do. It's also you no. Know, it would have been funny too. It would have been interesting to see who um, who would have been the backup and who would have got this this start and who would have came in Notre Dame if uh, if Justin Lamson never got hurt. I know it was just a spring game, but I'm just throwing it out there. It would have been interesting to see. 
I wonder if Coach is thinking the same thing right now, actually. No, I mean, uh, sure he's not. He can't He can't worry about stuff like that. That's what the fans are for, right? Yeah. He's worried about trying to fix whatever, uh, you know. Yeah, whatever he's got going on. Let's head over to Facebook real quick here, do a couple of these. Um, Robert, Schrader wins this game, period. Defense played pretty well in the second half. Pitt figured out quick Del Rio Wilson was a deer in the headlights and simply teed him up. Schrader needs to get healthy. Yeah, they, um, the, the deer in the headlights, that's about as accurate as you can get because it was um, just that. And like you said, kind of like the DeVito days when he used to just watch and see who's coming instead of going looking down the field and trying to make a play. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like there was no the time. Yeah. Deer in the headlights, like you said. You're yeah. in the middle of the road. Well, I didn't say it. Robert see said. something. Well, yeah, but. You see some. You see a car coming. And you don't try to move and get out of the way. You just you get just hit let by it, it. Hit you. That's it. Um, all right. Let's see here. Thomas. I hope the kid from South Carolina doesn't decommit because he might be starting next year. Uh, look, I. <laughs> <laughs> this is like overreaction Sunday. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why it makes it so hard to do fan feedback sometimes. Then you've got um, here you go. Here's here here's one. Alex, we going bowling. That's all I got to say. And um, you know, Mark comments. I went to high school. Mark six and six is nothing to be proud of. Uh, a bowl is Alex says, and then there's an ensuing conversation. But that's kind of the consensus. And I know Mark. I know how he thinks too. And um, it is one of those he's he's one of those fans he just wants more you know the the bowl's just not good enough and that's kind of what i alluded to earlier now for me it's a situation that like where were your expectations and what are your expectations going forward so in the in the NIL era my expectations are extremely low i, I i'd like to get to a bowl game it's at some point you do want more you know, when you're when you're getting a taste of the college football playoff spectrum and you're at least like in the talks or just on the outside of the talks, it feels good. You just want more, man. When you get a little taste of that, you just want more. And you know, I think coach and coaches they need to think about, you know, maybe doing something about this offensive line. And I know, I know, they has. But um it seems to be the glaring problem that we've had for the past few years, and I just, um, I just think it's really hard for a Syracuse to get some of these big boys um, on the roster, and and um, I mean that's that's where this game being, being that's where we're getting killed at the end of the day, and that's why Schrader's was so good. He's he's just got a knack. He's big. He's strong, and he's got a knack for getting getting out of certain situations. And he can break freaking tackles. And he wiggles out of so much stuff for as big as he is sometimes. It's amazing. Right. <clears throat> you know? So, um, at, no, not at nothing. We're on Facebook. Hold on a second here. Let me see this thing. Okay. Um, Bobby, why is everyone blaming Wilson? The line couldn't block a horse that game. We, well, that would be difficult. That would be difficult. Uh, we need bigger linemen. The plan is out. Run the ball on 
run run on the defense all day. Wilson has a big arm, bigger than we have had in a long time, can make all the throws. He needs practice. We need depth because people are hurt. Relax. Okay. I'm, this is kind of where I'm at um, to some extent. I don't see a lot of people blaming Wilson. I just see, I just like for my analysis is, is he's just not ready, and um, he hasn't had enough time under center no. to be able to do it. Just doesn't have the experience to be able to do it. And when, mm. what we have at like to what I was just saying, what we have at offensive uh, on the offensive line just isn't conducive to someone that's going to be able to that has to sit in a pocket and pass a ball. It just doesn't work. Well, no, and that's the thing. I mean, this is normally, you know, the routine, you know, is uh, the starter gets hurt, backup comes in, fans react thinking that this dude's better because they see a glimpse or a spark. So then this person starts because of the injury. And obviously, you know, all these fans just made this bold prediction that this guy should be the starter, right? So realistically, when it comes down to it, like – the first week they're going to blame the coaches because they don't want to just turn around and redact exactly what they said last week. So they'll blame the coaches this week. And then after two weeks and them trying to figure out something, if he comes out and, you know, does bad again, then they'll initially or event, they'll eventually get to the point where, Oh, this guy stinks. We got to bring in the next guy. Um, so it's a digression. Well, like, we'll get there. like I said, um, on Twitter after the game as, as upset as I was and as irritated as I was. Um, you know, we didn't have our starting quarterback. There's a lot of replacements in the game. Um, most of them are playing their asses off and playing their hearts out, and they're doing what they can. Um, I think they're doing a hell of a job, but, you know, I just what, – what, what hurt the most, I think, for, for me in the pit game is that pit isn't that special – it's just that we were even worse than that yesterday. And, it, and those, those are the reasons why. And we and Joe and I talk a lot of times about, and I think we mentioned in a private conversation today, are, is it, are those excuses or reasons? I mean, those, they're, they're reasons. Those are the reasons why. We're just, we're just that's the circumstance we're, we're dealing with. And I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. That's, it is what it is. You hate to say that and make it that simple, but that's where we're at. That's the reality of, of in the, which is to Joe's point a couple weeks ago before we even reached this this time in the in the schedule is that we suck in November and we just don't have the guys that can last. So. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, most most of the time it's just the it's the it's the gaps in the depth chart. That's all. Um, you know, it's it's just really all it is. If you don't get the recruiting classes that other people do. Um, and you're not successful in the transfer portal, or you just happen to have a bunch of injuries where you lose starters. I mean, every team that happens to. But the whole issue is, is when you get a top 40 recruiting class, then when the next guy gets comes in, then he's not, he's he's more capable. He's most likely got bigger size and stuff like that. I mean, you look at our situation right now. I mean, our defensive line that you take away. Caleb Okuchukwu, and we have just we have undersized D tackles. We have undersized guys. Kevon Darton, who, like I said, love him. Herslick, Herslick uh, loved him yesterday during the the uh, the game. You know, knowing his story and that he was a, a walk on and all that other stuff. I mean, it's a great story and everything like that. But you know, you're not going to win the ACC with a bunch of walk ons turned 
turn scholarship, scholarship players. players. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. It's so, a great story, but. you know, it's just we got undersized guys that are in their second year. Some of these guys, Jobity and Elijah Cundiff and stuff, and, you know, we, we got those guys assuming that, you know, after a redshirt year and, and, you know, two years or something like that on the uh, strength and conditioning and, and, and being able to eat and gain weight, then maybe they'll be able to help us by the time that they're a redshirt sophomore or junior. But we don't, we don't get these, these three stars you can't rely on in the first couple of years for the most part. You're going to get the Garrett Williams. You're going to get the, the Andre Siscos, the, the Sean Tuckers. Those do happen. And, I mean, imagine if we hadn't gotten those guys. Imagine if those guys were just regular, normal three stars. But um, we just we don't have that depth. And then when you really look at the Clemsons and the Notre Dames, I mean, they're big boys. They talked about Pittsburgh and, and the weight limit yesterday. So, um, I mean, what, what can you do? We try to get those guys. You know, it's not like Dino Babers is out there like, oh, 300-pound D-tackle? No. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we try to get those guys. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm going to look at it as these Dino is doing the best he can to keep his job and the people above him and the people below him and everything like that. So I'm going to go along the lines of that. These people like the money that they make and the job that they do. So they're doing the best that they can Obviously. in the position that they have well, and, we say and, that and, and every, with the things that they have. Right. We say that every but that's year about Bayheim. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, you know, all these people that want to say excuses, excuses are the reasons. They're reasons. And if there are excuses and you want to say they're excuses, then, um, you know, I'd be more apt to take that if you, um, along with your excuses, um, you know, put down your your solution. If it's an excuse, then what's your solution? Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's finish up here if we can uh, go to a speaker request. Unmute yourself. Dominic, say your piece. What's, What's up, up, boys? What's going on? I, I'm better today. <laughs> okay, well that's good. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm outside raking a pine straw. It's like six inches of it in my backyard from all the pine trees we have, and listening to you guys. Perfect. And, uh, I, let me tell you, this is this is what I'm upset about. Just as coach, stop with the coach speak, because. You know what? You go out and say, oh, Tony White for the three-three-five wants undersized linemen. That just upsets me because it's not true. It can't be true, guys. You know what no. I mean? And are, are, you trying, are you trying to convince – and I, I say this. I've said this to my children. Are you trying to convince me or are you trying to convince yourself? So um, it, it's, it's, with, it's recruiting. It is recruiting. And Dino came in here and everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to recruit. He – had X amount of people go to the NFL at Bowling Green and what what I'm tired of it. Get guys here or find people that can get and you know what and uh what's his face? Nick Monroe can get secondary help. Okay, I'm not I'm not saying him. You gotta get somebody that can get a defensive line. I see that con, uh, the linebacker coach can um, take a running back in wax and make him a, a, a NFL prospect, right? So now but it's been so slow. We have invested so much time in Dino. That's why I'm upset. I've invested time. And it's just, we see these other schools that invest that. that you you got to think, Dom. You, you got to think. You got to think about this. He's got to be tired, too. <laughs> well, well, just the geographics of, of Syracuse is tough, I think. You get, you so get these players, we, you get these, these five stars, they can go pick where they want to be. 
They can go pick where right. they want to play. You know, they don't want to. That's what they, I said. I don't even know if Weissman's money will help. Will that million dollars? I'm sure it'll help. It it, will. It'll help someone somewhere. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, but, but uh, geographically speaking, we're is not coming to Syracuse if he doesn't have a million dollar line. Well, hold on. And that's Ge- the kind of guy that Weissman wants. Geographically speaking, Syracuse said disadvantage right off the bat. Okay, so there's that. All right. Now I with the disagree. now with the NIL money, I think it is it is a little bit worse. We're only a year into that. So we'll see what happens. Yes, I think Adam Weissman can can yeah, money talks, man. A million dollars? That's a lot. That is not that is not peanuts. I mean you, I'd go to live in Syracuse for a year for a million dollars right now. What the hell? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, well, that million dollars to, to Dom's point though, that million dollars has to go to a defensive tackle or an offensive tackle or something like that, right? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Zion yeah. Williamson type, a splash type. Right. A, a defensive tackle is not a splash a splash type guy. It's going to go to the next Arch Manning who's going to come here and a five star quarterback. But I, the next five star quarterback is saying, hmm. If I want to play in the NFL and they don't have a line that's going to block for me, the million dollars ain't worth it. I'll go make 500000 at, you know, TCU, who, you know what I mean, who has a line. And they can also win and be fourth in the country because that's probably what they're going to be. So. Well, you know what? Weitzman might want that guy, but he's going to take what he can get. Now, like you said, until, until we can shore up that offensive line, then – yeah, I mean, and, and, I think it's yeah. I mean, it's not like for lack of trying though. That's the that's what's so frustrating. I mean, they just aren't. This just not happening. So, uh, it, you know, at this point, you know, we've talked and played this game for how long? I mean, it's not a matter of um, how, but when. I mean, they're doing. I'm sure they're doing everything they can, and this is where we're at. I'm not saying that they're doing it. Every. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying it's just yeah. it's it's. I'm my point is is that. This is how it's been, and I think it's even harder now with the NIL stuff, but this is just how it's been. This is just how it's been for Syracuse for since is, I can remember. Right. This feels like this is, this is it. This feels like, okay, this is what our program is going to be, and That's if we kinda, get yeah, somebody the next yeah, – the next eight, <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is it. I mean – yeah, I mean, how many millions that's of dollars do you, are you going to put out to? I mean, if you want to buy a whole offensive line, that's going to be difficult. It's going to cost you a lot of money. So, no, I, I, I just don't get. It's frustrating, and I know it, it's a small private school. And I hear that excuse all the time. You can't compare us with the, these guys and these guys. Well, if you can't compare us with those guys, why are we in the ACC? Why are we in the ACC for basketball? Just for basketball? Or That's how it started. Yeah. So I mean, so so you just let football, and this is what it feels like. I'm not saying that this is what it is. It feels like it's just in the dumper. Okay, this is what who we are. We're in the dumper. We're in the ACC to compete, even though we haven't competed for basketball, even though we haven't competed in lacrosse. And I'm not even a lacrosse fan, and we haven't done well since we were in the ACC either. So then you know. So then why are we here? Everyone's like, oh, we're here because you know. it's a better option than the AAC. I don't know. It's pretty fun watching ECU beat people living here and just hearing all their fans happy about it. I mean, where, where does, where, what, what, what is that going to get ECU though? I mean, you just want to dominate in, in a conference or, or do you want, do you want to be on a national stage? Do you want to, do you want to play teams like Clemson or, you know, 
whoever. So, I mean, I heard, uh, I think there was something in fan feedback about um, we're a better fit for the Big Ten. You know, I mean, there's still, there's still the, there's still the powerhouses in the Big Ten too, which make things awfully difficult. Okay, so, I mean, unless you want to just go down in the division and dominate, and in, in, you know, which is just, I don't know. I like playing the Clemsons. I like being in the ACC and playing the Clemsons. I don't think Syracuse football's in the dumper either. I think they've. I mean, I think. We've done the coaches have done an extremely good job um, building back this team. I think the coaches are capable. Uh, of course, things are going to be questioned now and then, but I think it's a capable group. I think they'll get it figured out. We're, they're they're just we're we're just not that deep. We just don't have we don't have a backup quarterback that could play, you know, could start somewhere else in D one. It's just that's just not how this is, team is built. It's not how it's ever been built. It'll probably never be built like that. It's just I feel not, like that part's getting better. I, f- I feel like it's getting better. I don't think it's there. I think the problem is is that... Shows me what's that? How special Dungy was. Do you know what this shows me? It just shows me how, how special Eric, Eric Dungy was. Well, explain that, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. It doesn't... I never... I mean, I always knew Eric Dungy was pretty special, though. So explain... Well, I think... And I was about to say kind of close to the same thing was that, you know, 20... 2018, we peaked, and when we lost Dungy and the coaches, we this. I mean, I don't think that we even rebounded until this year. Yeah, it took a while. We close to rebounded. Yeah, and I'm not saying he was an NFL quarterback. I'm just saying he was so special. He elevated non-NFL players to to places that they they couldn't. That if he wasn't there, look look what we did against Notre Dame with Devito. That next week, you know, and I know he came in the middle of the game. No, he whatever. came in like at the second series. That was the first. Right. He looked like, but he looked like Wilson in that game, just throwing fastballs to everything and running for his life and not knowing what to do and making bad decisions. He, it, I felt like it was watching Devito yesterday when I was watching the game. Yep. And it was just like, and I'm not not blaming Wilson. It's just, you know, I think if you took this coaching staff and put him at a at a different college, that spent more money in its athletic department, I, I, they may be able to win the ACC. I just don't know if Syracuse will w- be able to win the <laughs> ACC unless, it's, unless you have a guy like Dungy that just is able to carry them on their shoulders and then make that two and three star play like a four or five star. And I think that we have three stars that, are, that have elevated themselves to guys that maybe should have been four stars or five stars but I, I, we just don't have that quarterback or that that I, I don't know. I just I right. well, I mean, I get it, I get it, I understand the frustration, but I just don't think that six and. Plus, it was Pittsburgh. Gosh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, well, that's but, my thing. And it's just at the end of the day, it's frustrating because I think that that we're getting deep, even when you see that we're getting athletes and we're getting other people like this, it's really like it's the trenches, like. We're just losing in the trenches. And, you know, I mean, I think that when, when Doug Marone was here, even though I don't think he was part of the ACC thing, you know, he was a, a, an offensive line coach that could get good offensive line guys here. And that's when you saw that our, our, our lines were, were decent. But since then, it just seems like that's all gone down the crapper. Um, and, I mean, we do what we can with the guys that we get. But what happens if it's not the people, it's the place? 
That's well, the ultimate question that, I mean, that fans, I'm, I think, have to yeah. ask themselves well, <laughs> because well, to, North. Well, and, and here's. Go ahead, guys. To uh, Dom, uh, to Dominic's point, not Dominic. Uh, Anthony, you know, he thinks Big Ten is a is a better fit for uh, just the personality of Syracuse because uh, weather wise, you know, it, it just fits that mentality. He feels like it fits that mentality better. You know, Ohio State, Michigan. So, I mean, I I would I would agree with that. I I and I mean, look, it's it's not going to happen, so it doesn't matter. But the money the money that the money that the ACC dishes out, another point that Anthony makes is is a ton. And he says it's thirty three million dollars every season to every member. I don't know how much it is, but let's say it is. That's a ton of money. So why would you why would you want to go anywhere else? And that's what brought him there to begin with. They the Big East was breaking up. And they they had a uh, opportunity to get into the ACC, which I think was uh, it's just a powerhouse in, in basketball, and it's not half bad in football either. But um, unfortunately, the way it's set up for us really sucks. But you, no, you take away, want- listen, the, the, we're, we're, things are changing next year too. This this whole thing looks totally different next year, and um, I, I don't think. I'm ready to jump off the ACC wagon quite yet. They're they're making some changes next year. It's going to be totally different, and we'll just see what happens. I mean, I'm willing to I'm willing to give it a shot before I'm on that wagon. I'm just not I'm not there. I'm not on that. And and I'm just used to. I'm going to ask you this question, then I'm going to hang up. I want to know how you guys thought Cruz played at, at tackle yesterday. I'll talk to you guys. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Thank you. Um. Well, I, I thought they were all terrible. So. The whole move just didn't look good. Um, I mean, like I said, he, I didn't sit there and watch him the whole game, but I could tell that there was huge, huge issues. It looked like he was in over his head. And, you know, even at the end of the game where you figure he might get things figured out, um, he made a mistake and left that end alone with Mahar, that tight end. And that's, that's where safety that safety play. come from. Yeah. So, um, I mean, overall, yeah, I mean, he – I don't want to come out and say that he wasn't ready physically was something kind different of stuff, for him, but, but maybe it was just a, too big for him to step in and sometimes your first start just ends up like that so um yeah i mean i'm not gonna judge his whole i don't think you, you can know. do i don't think you can come down on someone too hard for their first start you know in a situation where we don't know when that decision was made either so i i just i don't think it's fair to 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 put all the blame on him for that obviously there were some mistakes made but i think everybody collectively was just not that good it wasn't cohesive and that's where that's you know the unsung heroes in the trenches are those guys and we all know that and they and they get pounded when things are bad um and it's just everything in between is is not even noticed but i think that um I think that it's got to be better than that. If we want to go to FSU, if we want to go to Wake Forest, I think it's going to have to be better than that. They're going to have to do something. And like I said, I don't know if Schrader plays next week against FSU. So don't. there's that. We don't. We don't know at all. I mean, at this point, like I said, this is a kind of a microcosm of like what this team has gone through, what this team looked like in the beginning of the year to what it looks like now. Um, when you start putting together all the people that have been injured and missing games and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that being in a bowl gives you that time in between when the season's over and your bowl game to, you know, get healthy. You get to, yeah, you get your extra practices and stuff like that. And we got a whole bunch of people coming back next year. So, um, you know, it's it's only going to be and that's the best part. I think the best part for us and in, in this team and being bowl eligible 
even if we end up six and six, is the fact that we got there and the fact that now it's going to give us all that extra playing time or um, practice time to be able to, you know, evolve, get better. And a lot of times teams use that with the bowl game to kind of use that as um, motivation and, um, and, you know, I, to go into the next season. So I understand Dominic's points, and I do. And they're, 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 they're relevant, and they're, he's well thought out. He always is. And mm-hmm. he pays attention to a lot of the things that a normal fan does not pay attention to. But I think it's a little – I think it was a li- just a little dramatic for me. It's, we're, si- we're six and three. There's, there's circumstances that this team's dealing with. I, I, I don't want to have to come here every freaking week and talk about the same thing because we know what it is. But you, at some point, you've just got to accept it and know, know it for what it is. And in, in, in the fact that, you know, this has been what we've been dealing with. It's nothing new. There's nothing we can do about it. We can sit here and bitch and moan all we want or talk about switching, to, switching conferences. It doesn't get, I don't think it gets better. It just, it is what it is. And, and I hate to dumb it down like that, but I don't know. You get the NIL money in here, maybe things change. It just, in the private school thing, yeah, Syracuse is a private school, dude. They just don't have, they just don't have those kinds of funds, which is why they moved to the ACC, which is, which is why they're, they're, they're got their hand out for that check every year. Well, and that's part of the football thing too, right? I mean, what, how many private schools are continual, continuously like good every single year? Like Northwestern, they'll have a couple good years and then they'll be in the crapper and they're in the worst team in the Big Ten, right? Same thing with Duke, same thing with us, Vanderbilt and the SEC. Um, it's just, it's just is what it is. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, you know? Um, you know, you talk about the geography, the thing I was going to bring up to Dom. I mean, there's, you could take the Northeast. I'm talking Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, and throw in damn Delaware in New Jersey. And I'm pretty sure that this North Carolina, and I know Florida, Georgia, or, um, Texas, all those, state of North Carolina probably has more Division One football recruits than all those states combined. So realistically, when you look at it, um, it's, it's just you talk about, you know, ge- geographically the recruiting situation. Um, I don't care about the fact that they play in a dome because at the end of the day, they still have to live the rest of their life and go to class and do other things out in that snow. So yeah, I don't care not, what anybody says, yeah, yeah. like the weather definitely has something to do with it. And then, I mean, on top of that, like, I mean, how far away are you from your family? Because again, there goes the geographics of recruiting. So now we're asking all these people from the South to come up to the North. And, you know, if you got people that are certain, you know, political things that probably have something to do with it as well. Um, on top of the fact that private schools and, you know, you got the grades situation, you got to be a little bit more, um, yeah, you got to have a little bit better grades, a little bit more difficult to get into a Syracuse than it is a state school. So um, there's a lot of things that goes against this. And, and, and that's really a, a realistic question that the fans, they need to start asking themselves and the, the fans that get mad and everything. Because, like, it got to a point where Pascaloni couldn't do it anymore. Okay, well... Greg Robinson couldn't do it. Marone could barely get a couple. Of, I mean, these everybody that's come up has had a do hard it. time. Just had a hard time. Couldn't do it. I mean, look at God. What was this? I think he was there with Marone. Um, right now, he's the coach for the, Nathaniel Hackett. 
Nathaniel Hackett was an offensive coordinator for Syracuse at one point and wasn't really a good one. And he's a head coach of the Denver Broncos now. Right? I mean, Doug Marone, he went 25 and 25 in four years. He went 500 for for Syracuse, and he turned and he ended up being an NFL quarterback. So that's all that that really needs to tell you. I mean, it's it's for somebody to think that a coach is going to come in here and get all these five stars. We could bring in Deion Sanders. We could bring in, I mean, you name it. Coach Primetime? We're not getting we're not getting those five stars. By the way, I think he's getting better recruiting classes at an HBCU than we are. Oh, he's in Florida. No. Mississippi, but still. Who? Deion Sanders? Yeah, oh, Jackson yes. State. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So at the end of the day, we gotta start asking ourselves, is that like is it the person and the coaches or is it the place? Because well, Babers I mean, is a likable guy, so it, to it, me it looks like if this if this if Syracuse was a, a damn destination, then people would want to play for that guy. Who wouldn't want to play for that guy? We've always talked about it, and his players talk about it. But yeah, you know, I mean, he's, we're only he, getting three stars from Florida to come up there. Yeah, so four and five stars are staying down there. <laughs> They're staying down in the other SEC schools and all that other kind of stuff. So at the end of the day. It's a we're in a situation where we might be in a situation of be careful what you wish for. The grass isn't always greener. Um, you know, I, I to your point, I wouldn't rather be in another conference other than the ACC. Um, things are going to change; they're not always going to stay the same. And you know, people can talk about well, Syracuse. We won a national championship in 1959, and we had all these running backs. Well, that's probably because you know, you know Alabama didn't even let black players play on their team. So. If that wasn't a thing, then would Syracuse even have this 44 legend? Probably not. And then we had, you know, the whole the 80s and the whole that whole era. But that was pre, um, you know, Internet Scout dot com. All these people getting the ratings and people trying to grab. Every, Syracuse was a regional powerhouse and there wasn't a lot of people going outside the region looking for people. Now information is just so, is everywhere. It's on the internet. You can get well, all this like stuff. Like I said, you, you don't even need, they don't even need that. It's not even, recruit- you can reach out to anybody. It, that's not what it comes down to. It comes down to where someone wants to play. They can pick, literally pick and choose where the hell they want to go. Right, but there now used to be a time where, where there well, wasn't absolutely. stars. Yes. Yes. There wasn't star rankings. You had to go out on the road. And you heard them. from this guy, oh, this guy's good. Looking at right. box scores going out and actually seeing them with your eyes now in the day with the internet you can see everything it's there we we got a guy named maximilian from germany on our team we got a guy named max von marburg from wagga wagga free in australia that's not happening 30 years ago so at the end of the day that's where we are now and sadly because of the changes schools like us in the football you know kind of uh, atmosphere it's it's worked negatively against us, um, and I don't think it's any it's no fault of our own, other than we're just the the, the way that things have changed has not been advantageous to us. Just just my opinion, and I know other people can have other opinions, but I think that it's it's time for fans that are sick of this whole football thing and everything to to start asking different questions. Other than just okay, revolving door next guy, revolving door next guy, revolving door next guy. Yeah, well, it's uh, you know, it's also comes with the wins. Um, there's been a lot of 
um, good to take away from this year. And I think it's always kind of like the, what have you done for me lately as far as, as far as the recruits you bring in and what have you done lately rather. Uh, and, and, you know, if the team's winning and the, the, the culture's there, I think some things fall in place, but it's just never going to be like what, what I think some of the expectations from some, from some people are. And that's no. just, and, that, and that's just, it, it, if you want to be a Syracuse fan, you're a Syracuse fan. That's just something you just need to come to terms with. And I came to terms with it before, long before I started this podcast and whatever the hell year it was, 2016. So I'm, when it comes to talking about it, it's just frustrating because I feel like it's old news. And it's like the... To you, yeah, I get it. it, it it's it, And it's and I think Dom, too, because he's been... He knows. He's just he's just frustrated, and I get his frustration. He's definitely frustrated. And I know people don't want to hear it, but moving to the ACC has... I mean, obviously, it's helped our revenue. But also, I mean, it's elevated our Olympic sports, which I know some people don't care about. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's other sports. And, I mean, it, it has overall strengthened our overall, um, you know, athletic... Um, all the teams and everything like that. They, I like David's attitude in, in the in the in the green room. He's, uh, sold out primetime games will will obviously help winning versus Notre Dame. That would have helped huge. Obviously, the upcoming game against FSU is huge. Uh, pack the dome, get the wins, more eyeballs. Culture can attract the Southern kids. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just saying. So. It's um, just tough though because again we don't. It is tough because we already good. missed a couple of those. We missed a couple of those boxes to check, and uh, but we did it in two eight, 2018. I we know. did it in twenty eighteen, and they yeah. were all like, "Oh, now we we were at ten ten wins. We beat all these teams. Um, we had a good season. It, it, we beat Clemson the year before, so people were like, okay, we need to go with it.' And we ended up having a worse a worse recruiting class. I mean, at the end of the day, twenty eighteen was a year where we stayed relatively what? healthy. Um, and I think some Dungeous. of that stuff happens. I, I think the sequence is, is not necessarily going to be that quick. So. No, it's not. But you, I mean, and if it's a situation where you need, I mean, what if, what if the ceiling of, of Syracuse football is once every 10 years, you're going to have a season like Dungey or once every 20 years, because that's mm. kind of, you know, that's 15 what it was years. at that point. Yeah. 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 And, you're only going to go to four bowl games every 10 to 12 years. What if that's the ceiling? What if that's just is what it is, no matter who our coach is? Um, that, it's frustrating. I get it. But it's kind of been, that is, you're describing what the past 15, 20 years has been. So there's that. Um, anyway. Oh, Joe's gone. What is it? What is he doing? Is he back? He's gone. Um, so anyways, all right, well, look, I'm going to take that as a sign from the good Lord that uh, <laughs> that it's time to go. So, hey, I appreciate all of you. I love, I love the conversation in the green room. You guys know um, how much it means to us for, for you all to be in there and checking us out and all that. And um, enough can't be said. So appreciate it. But. Uh, hang in there. I think you know. I think this Florida State game is going to be could be rough. And um, with that said, I think finishing off the year strong is going to be extremely important. Plus, we got a bowl game. Uh, Syracuse basketball is something to be th- that is going to be something um, to look forward to. And also, um, you know, we're going to get the slow start that we always get with Syracuse basketball. That's how I see it. We'll find out tomorrow. 
Alright, that is pretty much going to do it for us. Seeing that we had some issues there. Uh, look. Sorry. Look. Basketball season starts tomorrow. Yeah. Get somewhat excited, at least. Have something there to hang your hat on. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. See you Tuesday.